How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, it's my favorite time of year that you don't like. I know it is. and It's it, it, Olympics time! It's Olympic time. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just I'm not that excited. You, you're an Olympic guy. I'm not, uh, you know, especially with the Winter Olympics. Uh, you know, we're, we're big hockey guys, and we're going to talk some hockey on here today because we have uh, a week of no football, really, because we're not Ooh. counting the Pro Bowl as, as real football. So without the week of football, because obviously next week we'll be previewing getting into the Super Bowl. But this week on this Friday episode, we're, we're covering a lot of other stuff that we haven't covered over the last couple of weeks because of football being so prevalent. The Olympics are here. We'll talk a little Wait, bit about that, that. Does that mean the whole show is dedicated to the Olympics? Mm, no. But we'll talk about the Olympics, and then we'll get into what's going on in other sports. Um, the NBA All-Star teams were announced. We'll talk about those. Pretty good this year. There's a, a lot of times where I disagree with just a lot of the picks. I mean, this year, you were, it, it, there's, there were so many good players. Uh, it, it was it was a good there, – there's, there's two really good teams, or there will be two good teams when, once they do the draft. Also, uh, the NHL All-Star break is here and we'll talk about we haven't talked about hockey this year but for our hockey fans out there and for everyone out there uh we're big hockey fans so we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the first half of the year because it's been an exciting year in hockey uh for sure and great and also we also need to get into some college basketball because it's almost march we're a month away and everyone knows what happens in march march madness comes around the greatest time of the year and i'm telling you this year for college basketball is unlike one we've seen in a while there's a lot of good good teams. I don't think one heavy favorite. Auburn's been really good this year, but I don't see them being as this number one heavy favorite like you know Gonzaga's been in years past, Baylor last no. year. Uh, and there's and on the other side of it, the bubble. There, there's a million different teams that can make it right now. Every week, there's there's changes to the bracket, you know, the bracketology. So it's it's an exciting season as well in college basketball. So we'll talk about that as well. Also, the Brian Flores drama and all that with his lawsuit against the Jeez, NFL. we got a lot to talk about. And the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson. We'll talk about that. Worst give hire our, ever. Give our thoughts on that. But we have a lot of things to talk about, like you said. So let's let's get into it. Let's run it. So with the Super Bowl being in a week, we're not going to talk a lot about football, but there's two big headlines, and the first we'll start with the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson, ex-Super Bowl winning head coach of mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you're, you're, you're grunting a lot over there. Do you, do you have a, an, an opinion on, on this hire uh, from yesterday? Yes, I have an opinion. He's terrible. Okay, <laughs> so... Listen, with all the choices that they had, I, I'm still mind boggled that they didn't go with Byron Leftwich or a you know Caldwell or or just somebody better to, to run that team. Doug Peterson was one of those coaches that made some of the most just some of the most poor decisions I have ever seen a coach make. He actually made Mike McCarthy look like a game manager. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. The, he was so stuck on the RPO. And at the same time, wouldn't hand the ball off in a regular format to two stud running backs that he had. Like, it was just, I, I, I'm i not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. I mean, he had, 
he, he coached at Philadelphia for five years, okay? Except for the Super Bowl year where he went 13-3, and three, right? He was never better than 9-7, and seven, ever. Mm-hmm. And he had two losing seasons at 4-11 and 11 and 7-9. and nine. What is so great about this guy? I don't understand. I'll tell you what this is, and it, it, this this is pretty obvious to me how it's lining up, and I'd be surprised if it wasn't like this. This, this Jaguars team has the number one pick again, but but they are even with that they're they're not going to be good next year. Like they don't have enough pieces. Lawrence didn't show enough in his first year. Uh, Byron Byron Leftwich took his name out of the consideration. He he did not not get the job. He took his name out, and and with that happening, as well as later that night, them hiring a guy like Doug Peterson, this really, really gets me starting You know, to think about, is this a David Coley situation with the Texans? David Coley was hired. He was, you know, they, they, the Texans were, they won four games. No one thought the Texans were, would be good. They probably were better than most people thought with four wins, and he still got fired. That was the one-year placeholder, let's go out and get a different coach next year because no one wanted this job. That's what I think this is. Byron Leftwich takes his, his name out, and they go, all right, we'll, we'll do this again next year. We're not going to be good this year. Put Doug Peterson in there. We can validate it by saying he's won a Super Bowl. He could be good for Trevor Lawrence. You know, he, he made something of Nick Foles to win a Super Bowl. Let's see how this goes, but this is a one-year rental coach. Coach this team because nobody else wants the job. And, I really and he'll, think he'll nobody wants the job. Like, is it that bad? Is it Travis Lawrence and Travis Etienne, and or Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, and you know some of the other weapons and some of the you know opportunities? I, I, I also think it, it doesn't have to, have to do with the team a lot. Byron Leftwich also there was rumors he made demands that he wanted the GM gone, and, and Chris uh, Bal- Balk is that his name or mm-hmm. Balk? A lot, a lot of people, uh, you know, even the, the the past coaches have said they don't like the GM and, and 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 they don't agree with him. And I'm sure when interviewing with him, you know, that they can they can kind of sense that. And I, I think that has to do with it. I think the the owner Sean Khan uh, is is has to do with that as well. It's just that organization is is a dumpster fire right now. And I <laughs> I really do think this is a a one year kind of whatever. If they're surprisingly good, maybe we could talk about you know him being the right hire and, and if something happens. But that team's not going to be very good next year, even with the number one pick. I, I don't even know what they're going to do, you know, in terms of the offseason and if Trevor Lawrence can take a a step forward. But uh, yeah, that's that's my opinion on that. that that's what I think's happening uh, with, with Peterson. I think there are better head coaches. I'm, I've yeah, never been sure. a Doug Peterson fan. No, I mean, me either. I, I we, never, we used to watch some of those games because obviously they play the Cowboys twice a year and yeah. we always need to know what the Eagles are doing. We've watched plenty of games where we just sat there and we remember looking at each other going, yeah. what was that call? Like, yeah. what is he doing? Like, yeah, it's, it's another it's another go for it on every fourth down kind of coach, uh-huh. you know, that RPO offense, which I never was a fan of. But uh, we'll, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens if he can, you know, do something with Trevor Lawrence there. But. Uh, in the in the bigger news of of coaching, uh, Brian Flores in the news this week. Uh, Why? You know, what did you did, didn't get the hasn't got hired for a job yet. You know, one of the most coveted head coaches uh, we thought would get the Bears job, the Broncos job, the Texans job. You know, rumors with him wanting to go with Deshaun Watson. Uh, right now, he's he's jobless, and he he files a lawsuit against the NFL and the New York Giants. Uh, for for you know racism and and discriminatory acts 
yeah. in the in the head coaching hiring process, uh, which is you know something that's been discussed for years now, and you know has been a a cause for for debate in that there's not enough black GMs and then black uh, coaches out there. Uh, and this is this is after Bill Belichick pretty much you know kind of started all this by <laughs> texting the the wrong Bill uh, because or it's not the wrong Bill the wrong <laughs> Brian Brian uh, texting Brian Dabble the new head coach of the Giants thinking it was Brian or, or texting Brian Flores thinking it was Brian Dabble uh, congrats on the new head coaching job before he went to interview for it meaning that they were just bringing. Brian Flores in for the interview, knowing that they had already hired their head coach. But with all that being said, uh, you know, that that kind of comes out and and makes this look really bad okay. and and brings but, the Rooney rule around. And, and it causes sure. a lot of controversy. So, of so. course, Here, here's my question to you. Mm -hmm. OK, if you're trying to get one of very few jobs in America. Yeah. Right. Is the first thing that you want to do is go and sue all the people who are hiring? <laughs> well, well, that's that's my 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 thing about this is th like this is a a problem. Th th there's no 100%. doubt that this is a this is a problem 100%. and it's an issue. But th there's there's questions about it. Saying would he be filing lawsuits if he got a job as Correct. an NFL coach? Which of course which he that wouldn't be. Brings the the the, the question around. It's like. Okay, we understand that this is a problem, and we understand that that your you know your issues are valid and your your argument is valid. But if you got the Bears head coaching job, the Giants head coaching job, or even still is a finalist for the Texans head coaching job, right? Are you suing the NFL? So so it's just it, it's it's interesting there. It, you know so it's it's here, here's my point. Okay, mm -hmm. so it, I, I'm appalled by the fact that there's only one black head coach in the NFL. I think it's a travesty. There are so many good right. black and, coordinators. And, and there's, there, I want, I would like to think, uh, you know, we are in the year 2022 that GMs and owners are going to interviews and really not judging, you know, their, who they're going to hire based on, on skin color. But I, I just, you know, we don't, I don't know. know what they're we, thinking, right. but we, we it know. is a little strange that Eric Biamini, Brian Flores, Byron Leftwich aren't head coaches. It's just strange. It, it, it is. Just, it but, doesn't really but, add up. Okay. But let's just take Brian, Brian Flores for a second. All right. Mm -hmm. Even though he won eight straight games, they ran him out of Miami. Yep. He hasn't been hired by other people, but you could already tell by the way he's been on Greeny, Get Up, and, and a couple yep. other shows. He He's not a easy guy. No. Not okay. At all. He, not not the he, type to to take a back seat and uh, and listen to other people and, and just take orders. He's, he's right. not that type of guy. No, and he might be a very talented head coach, mm -hmm. but you can also see where he's a freaking pain in the ass, uh, right? Yeah. And I work with some of these types of people, and let me tell you something: I'm not promoting them. Yeah. Right, because I don't want them to be in a leadership role in my organization. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't care what color they are, and I don't care that they're qualified. If they are not the right type of pe people to direct the message to the media, to direct the message to the team, to work with my outside sponsors and outside interests, then no, I do not want him to be the voice of my organization. Right. So maybe, Brian, you might want to look in the mirror and see, like, some of this is your attitude and the way you you – you you deal with things. Yeah, and, and it's and not all just about football right. X and O's. 
And that's a big thing. Um, I think another thing we need to talk about is is the Rooney Rule and these these new rules that they, the NFL has put in for hiring minority coaches, which is you know getting getting draft picks and and all this. I I honestly and and like a lot of people have you know been speaking on this topic. I think it does does more bad than good. I think that the the Rooney Rule needs to be abolished. I think these these dumb rules where you get picks and and all this for hiring minority coaches because first of all stating the obvious obvious it's obviously not a big enough you know incentive because black coaches aren't being hired in the first place so that's number one and number two if you know i i i believe again i'm going back on the statement in in the year 2022 that if you wanted to hire a coach of your choosing you wouldn't you know you would just interview the guys you wanted to interview not have to say hey we have to interview brian flores because he is a a person of color i I just i I really really hope that these owners and and look a lot of these guys are old a lot of these guys you know that most of them are white they're all white yeah they're all all the owners are white so so look i i I don't really know well, what's going on in their owners' minds, in the front offices, in all that. But but well, the this first is, thing that probably needs to happen, AJ, is they need a black owner. Yeah, you know, that would help to start some of this change. And then the second thing is is development. Like what's not what's not happening to get some of these guys to where they need to be. And that's on the NFL to have, you know, some sort of developmental program mm-hmm. or, or work with them to build the skills necessary to be, you know, good head coaches. But I mean, come on, Leslie Frazier, Raheem Morris, Byron Leftwich, you know, there's something wrong with Eric Bieniemy because he's interviewed for head coach jobs and nobody wants him, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe either really Andy Reid does run the offense and Bieniemy just calls the plays into the headphones. So I, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not on the field. But there's so many good coordinators, mm-hmm. you know, Jim Call and, and ex-head coaches. Jim Caldwell was a great head coach. Like, these guys should be getting an, an, an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no debating that. I mean, they, they deserve an opportunity now. But, but you're right, again, the rooting rule does not working. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it just doesn't make any sense. But, again, you also – there's – you could we understand that's an issue – you also don't know what goes on in interviews. These are three-hour, four-hour, five-hour interviews exactly. where you have to be likable. You have to answer the questions right to the answers that that the GMs and the owners are asking you. You have exactly. to have the same mindset and direction that these guys are going. So we don't know that. And I'm not saying I heard, I that it's heard a it coincidence, but, but there's there's definitely something. I heard it perfectly summed up by an ex-coach you know, or an ex-GM that I was listening to the other day on the radio. Right. Sometimes, you know, the organization wants the young, up and coming superstar play caller. You know, sometimes they want a defensive minded guy. Sometimes they want a seasoned vet to have a a better presence and maturity in the locker room. Like you're right. Every situation is different. So Brian Flores could go into an, you know, an opportunity where they're really looking for like the next Sean McVay. And he's not that guy, you know, or they may be looking for a certain type of calming demeanor you know to a team that has no discipline and he is too fiery and too crazy you know for their organization and also if you're talking about you know guys that got hired over him in you know what 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 we know as you know jobs that he was interviewed for the bears hired Eberflus, which a defensive coordinator that's been in in the league for for a decade now and is a deserving of a a head coach has had a top very strong defense defense. 
the the Broncos go with uh, Nathaniel Hackett, but that was we all believe is to get you know Aaron Rodgers, so that's justified there. And they just got off from a defensive coach and 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 you know didn't even hire Dan Quinn because right. they, they 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 didn't want a defensive coach, so that was off the yeah. table there. So uh, look, I just think that situational things happen. But there is no, you know, denying that that this is this is a little strange and, and you know, these rules aren't working, these incentives aren't working and something else needs to change. Uh, but but it's just, you know, the, the, the whole th- this I'm, I'm interested how this plays out with does he get the Texans co- head coaching job with all this no drama? Chance. No chance. I, I don't know. It's, it's no just chance. we, we got to keep an eye on it there. But that's that's the uh, the coaching drama in don't, the NFL right now. Don't make don't don't. <laughs> outcry and go and start suing the fraternity that you belong to yeah just my just my two cents all right uh you want to talk about your olympics real quick because the winter olympics Olympics have have started um look i'll say this i love the olympics you know i we we were joking about it but i I do I, i love the olympics it's it's awesome um i'm more of a summer olympics guy than a winner and really that's only because what what the NHL and the, what they've done with with hockey and the Olympics, they're not you know not allowing the players to play in the Olympics over the last what couple of years now, uh, especially this year they were going to allow them back and now COVID spreading, uh, so they they're not allowed to play. So that kind of ruins for me, ruins it for me. I love watching you know all the you know the USA players, the Russian players, the Canadian players duel it out and mm-hmm. and you know and play in the Olympics. But after that, man, I, I'm just not a I'm not a curling guy. I'm not a uh, uh, what, what are we curling. doing here? Bobsled is right, pretty cool, but just stop, okay? Between bobsled, luge, skeleton, freestyle, uh, you know, half pipe, you know, all the skiing, all the the fast uh, track uh, speed skating, the figure skating, like I, hockey, like I can't believe you don't like the this Winter Olympics. I mean, I can't wait to see Michaela Schifrin go for like five gold medals. She's a beast, mm-hmm. right? There's there's so many there's so much good talent on on the U.S. team when it comes to the skiing, the speed skating. Uh, Nathan Chan, who's the best, you know, uh, figure skater in like the last twenty years, he should wipe up if he doesn't fall down like he did in the last Olympics. But he should do really well in this Olympics. There's there's so much talent in this Olympics, you know, and. Look, I mean, the one part of it that I hate, I hate when it's 13 hours away. Yep. I hate when things have already happened and you could find out online who won and then they wait to show it to you in prime time the next day. <laughs> that that drives me bonkers. I want to see live drama, live insane, you know, oh my God, this is amazing. I can't wait to see if she could do it or he could do it. I hate the fact that I already know what happened and I'm just watching it to see what happened. Yeah, yeah I mean, it... it uh that, that that does happen with with the time change. What what are we in Beijing this year for for the yep. Winter Olympics? Yeah, so yep. I that, feel like that it's in China all there. the time now. Yeah, it is. It's always in you know over there in Asia. But uh, we we have uh, uh, we we have everything starting right now. So all the uh, all the you know events are, are starting at the at yep. the beginning here. Dude, you you, you don't want to see Sean White get back on the half on the snowboard. I know. Come is on, it Sean dude? White's last last Olympics? I think it's he his said last Olympics. He's thirty five years old. Uh, but he's yeah, won the gold just, in the half pipe four look, times. I I really obviously enjoy watching hockey. Bobsledding is is very is very cool to watch too. You know those those guys. You know, I, I don't even know how they how you do it. You just get in a a, a capsule and you just go around and race. I I don't know how they do it, but but it's pretty cool. Dude, what's scarier is skeleton. 
Guy mm-hmm. gets on a little sled head yep. first and goes 120 miles an hour down a freaking ice path. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's you, you gotta be there. you you gotta have a couple screws loose, man. Yep. Well, that that's the uh, uh, that's the Winter Olympics here. Is is this uh? What, what, we going on two weeks? It's gonna be yeah, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks long. So so we'll, we'll, we could keep talking about it a little if if you know some 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 guys win uh some some gold medals, but go USA. Hopefully we uh. Hopefully, get the most gold and and come out come out winners there. Uh, but but we can we can start talking about uh, uh, something that's coming up here shortly the the NBA All Star Draft, which will be on Thursday. Uh, but obviously, the starters and the reserves were named uh, last week, so we have to go over these because there's some new faces in the NBA All Star game, uh, especially the well, starters uh, this year. Uh, we will uh, we'll start with the West here. Uh, Stephen Curry, obviously, uh, starting with with John Morant, the two guards there, probably the two guard, you know, two best guards right now in in all of basketball. I mean, I mean, John Morant having just an incredible season as he's leading the Grizzlies to a great start. Uh, obviously, LeBron in there at small forward, he's hurt right now, so mm-hmm. not sure what what what's up with him. But uh, it, it, is it a little bit insane? what he's doing at 37 years. Yeah, he's, you know, the, the the Lakers we can laugh and make fun of like they're they're just really bad this year. I mean, they they are a, a dumpster fire, but they've de- they're dealing with injuries right now, but what he's doing, putting up 30 a game uh at at, at his age and, and in the league and uh, scoring on a team that they don't have a second option. I mean, AB is horrible. Yeah. He's having an awful season. Everything is on LeBron. Every night it's on him that if he's not like the number one guy on the floor, they have no chance of winning. Yeah. And, and you know, some some would say that this team, you know, being under 500 is is very disappointing. But I mean, what they've dealt with and their team, if you really look around on their team, it's bad. It's a bad team. But LeBron's coming out and he's doing it every night when he's healthy. Then you have Jokic, obviously, uh, probably one of the MVP favorites right now. And then you have a little guy named Andrew Wiggins. Who is his first All Star appearance, and he gets named a starter? Uh, look, I saw this. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you try to tell me why. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> why. Um, I'm trying to justify it. There's at least four players on the reserve that I think should start over him. Um, well, at least that would be, you know, um, a guy named Devin Booker who's having an incredible season on the best team in the league. But yeah. I, look, uh, Luca. I don't know. I, I maybe because they felt bad and he's having a career year for Andrew Wiggins and he's playing really good and he's probably revitalizing his career on the Warriors. But okay, but his 18 points, I, it, it's such an amazing experience if, that, if, that we need to put him as a starter. If, if I had the answers, I would be saying them right now. But but I I don't. So and he's a starter, but I don't know why. Uh, How is Devin Booker not a starter? How yeah. is Luca not a starter? I don't know. You know. I, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But then in the reserves, you have Luca, you have Devin Booker, Chris Paul having another great season as he just, you know, ages with, with beauty, I guess you could say there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Draymond Green, uh, Rudy Gobert. Ugh, Rudy Gobert, the, the most overrated player in the NBA. But you have block another. shots, man. He block you, shots. You have another face in there the last reserve there carl anthony towns who i truly believe is still the most under one of the most underrated players he's been stuck in minnesota every year since he's been in the league he puts up points he puts up he makes plays he's a team player he you know he's always wanted to stay in minnesota uh and and right now minnesota's playing very good 
Uh, he has started to jump into MVP conversations. Now, not going to happen, but the fact that he's in MVP conversations and is probably top eight, top seven in voting right now, he's he's playing tremendous. And that Timberwolves team is dangerous, man. They have playmakers. They have a good team. I've, I'd said that if they don't make the playoffs, at least the plan this year, it would be a total disaster. And right now, they're 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 playing well, good uh, they're basketball. They're solidly there. in the playoffs. Oh yeah, you know, in the playoff in the playing game. Yeah. I mean, they have a better record than the Clippers and the Lakers. Yeah, so so they're yeah they're they're a good team. I'd watch out for them. I think they can definitely uh, uh, compete with some of those teams up there. They they have a they just have a good starting lineup, a lot of playmakers, and if Towns is playing like this, they are going to be tough to beat. Uh, but and, but that's and, the, oh, and yeah. another person that you skipped over. Who? Wh- why were they not starting over Andrew Wiggins? Is Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, who's I, averaging twenty six points? You a could game. say you could say Luca, Devin, uh, Devin Booker, Mitchell. You could put Carl Anthony Towns in there if you want to put two centers. Yeah. Like I don't know how the positioning works, but man, that is uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, but the East uh, was a little bit better. You have Trey Young uh, at point guard, uh, at shooting guard, Demar Derozan, who is having you know a career year at. You know, DeMar DeRozan is, is, and this Bulls team is, is I, I, I thought this Bulls team was going to be good. Not number one seed halfway through the year good, but I thought this team would be very good, much improved. I didn't think DeMar DeRozan would come out and have a career year and be absolutely Nobody. unstoppable. No. I Nobody. mean, this this guy He went to Spurs, San Antonio to die. Right. I, I thought he was on the, you know, the, the, the end of his career, not the same guy, not as good of a shooter. And he comes out. I, I even got to watch him last week, you know, went to the magic game and, and the bulls were there and, and he's just, he is, he's a bucket. I mean, he, he, he mid range three pointers. He, he is, he's a, he's a talented player still. And, and he definitely deserving of that uh, all-star starting nod. Uh, then you have Giannis KD, even though K, uh, KD's hurt, he probably won't play in this one. And then, who I believe is the MVP front runner right now, Joel Embiid uh, at, at center, who is having a monstrous, just absolute dominant year uh, for the 76ers right now, carrying them really, you know, just a hundred percent, hundred percent on, on his back. Uh, and then you have the reserves. You have James Harden, uh, Jason Tatum having a really good year as well. Zach Levine, Fred Van Fleet, finally getting into the all-star. Finally, game. finally the little boy finally gets of, in there of getting robbed. Uh, so well deserving there, Jimmy. Dude, he's Bo- having a good year. He, I saw he was averaging like twenty two and seven yeah, yeah, assists. Toronto's playing much better than I think people thought they would this year. Yeah. Um, They're the Minnesota of the East. You know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then you have Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton having a down year. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised. He may, maybe some other guys you could have you know put in there, but but he gets in, and then Darius Garland, obviously with you know how he's playing and the Cavs are playing, uh, well deserving there. Um, so I I think. Some other guys you could have really made, you know, uh, uh, you know, an argument over uh, uh, over Chris Middleton there. I, I mean, you definitely have, you know, uh, uh, the other, you know, some other players on 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 uh, Brooklyn with, you know, Kyrie Irving coming back. I know that that he was late to, you know, the party, but but definitely could make an argument. Him. How about LaMelo Ball? Uh, how, about, how about on us on the same team? How about McK- uh, Miles yeah, Bridges? Yeah, Miles Bridges. You definitely could have. How, how about I know how is Bradley know, Beal not on? How is Bradley Beal not on the, on the All Star team? Yeah, yeah. It's some just some interesting ones there. How, how about what about what about Franz Wagner on the? Yeah, uh, I was, gonna, I was waiting there. for you to give me some more Lando love. Well, you, you know, know when you win, great. when when you win twelve games, you, yeah, you you're don't not going to get, get too much. But but you know, yeah. But the NBA All Star game is is the NBA All Star game. Um, Take what you know. What you will. I'm not looking forward to is the slam dunk competition. Oh, we got 
we got some some new faces in there definitely i know but it's gotten that, to be so lame yeah it has uh but you got some little guys in there you know they've gone they've gone from from the big guys you know the big dunkers to some some little guys with some bounce so you know you have cole anthony in there that's yeah, that's definitely a uh a, a new we'll, a we'll surprise there so uh that that's the nba all-star all-star game that'll be in, in a couple of weeks but you know the nba right now no, nothing new you know it's just it's just basketball it's the regular season we'll, we'll talk more about it after uh after the super bowl next week but i think what i've been waiting for is to talk about some hockey you know we, we haven't yeah. talked about any hockey this year uh we, we we've stayed away because it's not the most popular um i have i have one thing to say about the nhl they switched over to espn abc disney you know switching it over from nbc you know, it, it, a little more advertising because it's on mm-hmm. on ESPN. You know, numbers are a little bit up on what I've read. I am a huge hockey fan, and I did not know that the All Star Game was this weekend until yesterday. How, how is that how, possible? I, I how? agree. I, I think in large part because they were so focused on the Olympics that, and then when the Olympics went away, it was like, oh shoot, we probably should let people know there's an All Star Game, and they have by far. By far, of any professional sports, the best skills competition yeah. on the planet. I, I agree. It, it's it's fun every year. You have the fastest skater, which who doesn't hardest want to see shot. the best? You know, the best skaters skate really yep. fast. Hardest shot. See some see some puck go at one hundred and two miles an hour. Yep. Uh, the, you, you have the the accuracy challenge. Obstacle course. Yeah, the mm-hmm. obstacle course. Like a lot of good things, and a lot of uh, and then the save challenge, obviously with the goalies, but. Uh, yeah, that, that's it's definitely one of the most fun things to uh, to watch. And then the actual All Star Game is is cool. The way they've you know kind of changed it. They have the the three on three format with the four different divisions, and then they kind of battle for for you know they play each other, and then they play in a final. The, the winners move on. So that's cool as well. And it's a you know it's a cool concept. And the only bad part about it is nobody knows it's this weekend. I, I just <laughs> it, it mesmerizes me, but. Uh, Leading up to, you know, the All-Star break, we're about over halfway through the season. And it's in uh, Vegas, by the way. It is in Vegas. So so that's another thing. It's like in Vegas and nobody knows about it. But for this we're season, uh, I guess we can start, you know, talking about about just, you know, what's going on. Uh, you know, th- this season has been one for, you know, I, I think it, it hasn't been shocking. It's been a very entertaining, you know. Connor McDavid. If you if you don't watch hockey and you're not you know in you know start watching Connor McDavid, you'll you'll immediately your jaw will drop to the floor. Um, I, you know all the good guys are having good years. Drysaitel, Austin Matthews, Ovechkin. I mean this isn't you know anything new. Um, and even if you look at the standings, the teams that are always there, you know at the top: Tampa Bay, Toronto, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Florida. The Rangers are having a great year. We'll talk about them as well. Uh, Washington and Boston, like. That, that, nothing new if you if you've watched hockey for the last five years you know these are the teams that have been very good in the west we're talking about colorado nashville minnesota vegas anaheim you know st louis like that that's not the surprising thing the surprising thing to me is how good the good teams have been and how bad the bad teams have been usually there's a little bit of a mix and you know at the halfway mark at least there's some vying for playoff spots if you look at the east right now the, the East playoffs are set, not the seeding, but the teams that are going to be in the playoffs are set already at the All-Star break. Yep. That's a little, you know, surprising to me uh, because you usually see some of those teams in the middle kind of, you know, 
one or two points out. Right now you have Boston at the final wild card position, and then you have Detroit ten points out. So that is, uh, you know, that's that's what I've noticed from hockey this season, uh, especially in the West too. You have, you know, Edmonton who's who's three points out, but you know after that St. Louis is a whole eight points ahead of them in the first wild card spot. Uh, but Look, at, at the end of the day, it's 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 the East. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the, or the Atlantic and the Metropolitan, you know, the, the eastern side of the equation houses the best talent on the planet. Yep. Between Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Carolina, Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington and Boston, they will beat hands down everybody in the West. I agree. All day long, except for maybe Colorado. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's so um, heavily uh, weighted in the East. The fact that the Rangers, right, are like a couple points out of the best record in the NHL mm. is mesmerizing. Now, they have beaten to a pulp the crappy teams. Yeah. They're like 19-3-1 against teams not in the playoffs right now. And like six games under 500 against, you know, the teams that are. But man, have they stepped up their game. They have an amazing goalie in Igor Shosturkin. And they have the lead-leading goal mm. scorer... And lead leading power play goal scorer in uh, none other than Chris Kreider, yeah, who is Chris. having a monster season. Man, you, you can't say enough about Chris Kreider. I mean, the man was out the door, ready to be traded. Everyone yep. was ready to say goodbye. You know, the team was Except falling apart. Noel. And Except you stuck this with guy. it. You said he was going to stick around, and they, they extend him. And it turns out to just be an incredible decision. I mean, he, he oh, leads the league God. in goals. He's an incredible player on both sides of you know the ice. De- he's defensively, you can't move in front of the yeah. in front of the net. So, so he's you know he's been a huge, huge. I mean, to the success of the Rangers. I don't think any of us as Ranger fans, as hockey fans, thought the Rangers would be this good of a team. I think we knew they would take a step forward. You know, they have talent, uh, but to be at the top of the Metropolitan midway through the season, I think that's more than you could ask uh, for okay. sure. There. So, so two things. One, it's been a four-year drought for us to be in the playoffs. So I'm so excited that we are, yeah. unless we <laughs> unbelievably collapse, we'll be in Not the playoffs. Number two is, can we please get a championship? I mean, it's 26 years of none of my teams that I root for having won a championship. I am overdue. I'm sick of the Tampa fans. I'm sick of the New England fans. I'm sick of the Boston fans. I'm sick of everybody who's won a championship in the last 26 years having happiness. I've had none. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have, you've had none. I've had none as well because, you know, we just happen to, to, to like the same teams here. But in terms of the other teams, I mean, Florida, an interesting stat about them. Over the course of January, the entire month, they averaged over four and a half goals a game. This, this team is an offensive juggernaut. You know, they have, they have a good goalie in, uh, in, in Sergio Bobrovsky, who they signed a couple years ago. It's a good team there. The other team in Florida, Tampa, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter who's on the team. It doesn't matter, you know, who's left, who's gone. That, that culture is, is a championship culture. They've won two years in a row. They're still on top. They still have all their They're guys. not winning this year. Mm, they're, 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 they're up there. You can't say they're not, that, but, but they're not. They're not. Yeah, no, you got. You I, can't, got I can't have it. I can't yeah. have it. Ten, you know, Tom Brady retired, and I am good with the fact that all Tampa Bay teams are ready to go on a <laughs> massive slide down. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm here for it. I'm. I'm just saying they're still really good. Uh, Toronto at, up there has the the God. You know, first line and and Marner, Austin Matthews, and Tavares, which has been really good for them as well. 
Uh, they don't play defense, and and they will find a way to choke in the playoffs like they always do. And the Metro stays the same, you know, except for the Islanders on a little bit of a a rough start, but they have games in hand because of a, uh, you know, uh, scheduling kind of difference in in the beginning of the season. Uh, Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston continue to dominate the division. And that is because Boston has their guys. Washington has their guys. Pittsburgh has their guys. The Rangers have their guys. Carolina has their guys. These teams have have really, you know, except for the Rangers, you know, kind of rebuilding and getting younger. All the other teams in the Metro are vet are are have their veteran players, have their veteran goalies back. It, it, it's a lot of the same stuff. So do, this do you is find it amazing. Uh, do you find it amazing, AJ, that Ovechkin and Crosby? After 20 yeah. years, we're still playing at the highest level. It, it is it is incredible. I mean, you, you have you have a guy who, you know, Ovechkin surprises me the most because mm-hmm. Ovechkin has literally never taken a a, a step off the gas, a a, year, a a decline year. It's you get the same thing every year. You know, the only time he took games off was in 2020 which was due to a pandemic, and he still finished with 24 goals, which would have, you know, in the end of the season, probably put him in 50 goals, which he's had every year in his you know, career. So He's th- top he, five in goals and points, and he's 172 years old. He, he, th- th- there's, there's really no words to say for him because uh, I, he, he, I think he perfectly, for all the, the football fans out there, to me, I think he perfectly goes, uh, you know, kind of translate right to Aaron Rodgers. Like to me, he's Aaron Rodgers because I hate the man, I hate the Capitals, but you gotta respect that he's one of the most talented players you've ever seen, you know, on the ice. So it, it is really, you know, incredible to watch him still, you know, be great. The Capitals still be great, um, and and in the West, you know, we don't, you know, watch a lot of Western hockey. It's a lot of, uh, you know, late late night uh, uh, action there, but you still know Colorado is the best. You know, the the question for Colorado is, you know, they're always. The top seed, they have an eight-point lead on on Nashville. Like, they're going, they're a great team. Mm-hmm. Can they win in the playoffs? You know, they've been great for a couple of years now, and they've gone out first, second round every year. So, so you, we're, not, I'm not going to take them seriously until they actually start to do something come so, playoff time. So, so they have they have the three-headed monster, right? Yeah, they have you know uh, Nathan McKinnon, who's like a Connor McDavid Jr., yep. but he can't stay healthy. But when he's healthy, he's unbelievable. Nazim Kadri is a sniper. The guy yeah, he's having a great year. Having a great year. Third in goals, you know, top 10 in, in points. And then they have, you know, uh, Cal Maker, who's probably going to be the Norris Trophy winner. Yeah, and you then know, you, got, so, you got his two other line mates in, Rant, in Rantatin and, uh, and Landeskog. So the team is 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 very, loaded. you know, it's loaded. It, it's loaded That's what I said. They're the, they're the one team on the west side that I feel very confident that if they just keep it all together – will be in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that part. And it's it's definitely their conference to lose for sure. Uh, one other team that's been, been surprised in the West is Anaheim. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks were not supposed to be really good. They haven't been good for a while since, you know, their, their days of being, you know, really, really good and, and being a contending team. Uh, you have... You know Tyler Zegris, who or Trevor Zegris, who is a rookie this year. He's he's freaking twenty years old, and he's putting up a twenty or, or what is it, a thirty-two point uh, rookie year with twelve goals and twenty assists through through halfway through the season. And he had he's had you know some incredible highlights. He's had a, a Michigan goal that oh, that everyone's cool. seen there. I mean, he has Flipping been you know really mm-hmm. really uh, good, and he's probably the leader for rookie of the year right now and and that's been the most surprising 
But the one that everyone talks about every year is the Edmonton Oilers. Right now, sitting outside the playoff spot, they have the two best players in all of hockey, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, and, and this team continues to just be very mediocre, leaning towards bad. And yep. it, it's just, it, it's so sad because you're seeing two of the, two of really the greatest players who you know, at the end of their careers are going to go down as some of the greatest players to ever play the game. And their years are just rotting away in Edmonton 100%. right now. And do you know why? For mm. three reasons. One, this team takes more penalties than anyone. And yep. they can't stop the penalty, the, the power play. They're like bottom of the league in penalty kill. They are tops in the league in penalty minutes. And the problem is they give up a crap load of goals because their goalie Koskinen sucks. Sucks. So, and they never had a good goalie. So. Nope. Tam Cal- Cam Talbert was good for about a minute and a half. They yep. need a top-notch goalie. Because if they had a top-notch goalie and one or two decent defensemen, this team would be up in the top ranks every year because their offense is potent. Yeah. And and until they do that, they're they're just going to be around there fighting for a playoff spot, you know, not doing anything in the playoffs. And and sooner you know, or later, you know, McDavid is going to, you know, something's going to happen where he eventually is going to not want to waste his entire career, have some, you know, winning years and then win a, uh, a, you know, a cup. And, uh, you know, so, something's going to happen there in, in a couple of years if they don't, you know, get their act together and start building a team around him where he's going to demand out or something like that but do you know where he would look really good in new york oh <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind that at all but but he's gonna be a little uh he's gonna be a little, a little expensive, expensive there a little expensive. Uh, but we won't we won't bore anyone else with you know any more time but, on hockey uh, listen, but it was, it was if, good to if, talk about if if you're not watching hockey you're missing out just i'm telling you tune in this weekend tonight uh, for the skills competition tomorrow for the all-star game during the afternoon, I promise you it will be well worth the watching. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, especially watching Chris Kreider in the all-star game, you know, he's yeah. the, the New York man. So I'm ready to watch that, but, but let's get to our last thing. I just want to talk about, uh, I want to get to college basketball because mm-hmm. we're a month away from March. We're a month away from, from March madness, the greatest time of the year. And we have a great college basketball season. Uh, and I, I, I think we should touch on, on what's going on so far. So, I, you know, we could start with, 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 you know, the top teams right now. Uh, who's, who's the favorites right now? Who is playing the best basketball going into March or picking your brackets? We're talking about the one, the two seeds right now. Um, and, and the guys at the top, um, I think the, the team that everyone's talking about is Auburn. Uh, Auburn is right now the number one team. They've been it for, for a week now, uh, 21 and one, they're only lost. Coming against UConn with the fourth game of the year, uh, they've won. You know, what is that? Uh, Everything eight, since you know, seventeen straight, uh, beating Alabama, beating Kentucky, beating Alabama again, beating Oklahoma, destroying Oklahoma the other day. Yeah, so so this team has been dominant. Uh, they're led by Jabari Smith, who, if you haven't heard of Jamari Smith, I think you're living under a rock because he'll be a top three pick in the NBA draft. Oh, stop it! He will be the number one pick uh, in the NBA draft. He'll he'll be he will be one, two, or he, three. I'll guarantee you that. Okay, I'm not going to screw this one up like I did with Evan Mobley. This kid is special. I watched that Oklahoma game at the gym the other day when I was, mm-hmm. was on the screen when I was on the treadmill. He is He's Kevin incredible. Durant. Yeah. He really is. He's silky smooth. His shot is beautiful. 
Mm. He runs the floor amazingly. He's athletic as hell. This kid is a superstar in the making. Yeah, and and at six ten, with his ability to shoot, with you know how the team's really built when you watch them play. You know they have they have Katie Johnson, who's a you know a really good you know uh, guard there that can shoot as well. Uh, when you when you mix those two with Walker Kessler, who is this giant. You know, I'm just going to say a giant white boy in the middle at 7-1 who, you know, doesn't really shoot a lot. But but at 7-1, if you're going to stand in the paint and get rebounds and, and dunks and putbacks, uh, he, he's he's one of the best at it in, in the country. So oh, six, six games in a row, double doubles like he, he's really good. Yeah. So this team is, team you know, excellent. and I love their coach, man. Bruce Pearl. Yeah. And, and Bruce Pearl, you have to root for because he's just, you know, that great coach showing you know, emotion every game. But. At, at, at 21 and one right now at the number one, they're respectfully the favorite right now. I mean, this team has the ability to win it all. But again, I will I will say this: at all these teams that I, that we can go over, I don't think any any of them are are clear cut number one nope. favorites to to Every win this. Every one of these teams thing. can lose. Yeah. Absolutely, you, you could go down. I, I think I looked at it before. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine spots, and all of them have I think an equal opportunity of winning it all. Mm-hmm. And then you have you know Gonzaga number two uh, with Holgram, who again I will continue to say is as the highest ceiling of of any player you've seen in the last five years. At, I mean, but there was he was playing in the game yesterday. They were they were playing you know San Diego. You know their 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 conference is not the strongest, but no. I don't think I've ever seen a seven footer block a shot on the other side. He grabs the rebound, dribbles it up, pulls up for three, hits it. They go down again. He blocks the shot, gets the rebound, goes down. Instead of pulling up, he dribbles around, backs someone down, and takes it coast to coast. And that was two back-to-back possessions. I mean, he, he just does things that you just don't see seven-foot you know guys do where he's able to, to bring the ball up the court. He's able to – he plays defense great. He hits threes. He, he takes it to the rim. I mean, he, I, he, he will be – I still think he's again, the second-best player on the team. I think Drew Timmy is a better – like overall better college basketball player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah college player I mean, Timmy college. is is the definition of of you know old school basketball. Put your 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 butt in the post and and back someone down and 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 score in the in the in the post and and that's what makes this team lethal with those two. I don't think it's I think it's the weakest team they've had in the last couple of years in Definitely. terms of their depth and and the team just around it. It's not as strong as it has been, but it's still a really good team and those two will you know take them far. But Gonzaga's always been up there the last couple of years they just never won it you know they, they've been to the championship two times in the last four years and they never won uh ucla is up there as well you know it's the same team from last year the the you have to love the, this team, this yeah, team is I, solid. the starting lineup is 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 as solid as it comes with juzang yeah. and jules bernard it's the bench that's scary there's right. no bench. that's the thing it, it's it's a good but starting, starting lineup, five but is, starting but, five is phenomenal yeah uh fourth right now is is my favorite team uh my favorite team to watch purdue uh, you th- love your boy Ivy, don't you? Th- th- this team, man, th- this team, talk about a, a team that, you know, a starting lineup, you know, maybe not the, the bench being strong, but this starting lineup, and and they play a lot of minutes, man. Th- th- they don't really need that big of a bench, but yep. Jaden Ivy, clutch shooter, hits his threes, you know, is, is is the definition of a guy that got hot in the tournament last year and he'll get hot again. Uh, Zach Eady, uh, not many people talk about him, but he's seven foot five. He is a beast in the paint, and he actually has like basketball skill. You see a lot of these yeah. seven foot five, seven foot six. You Taco Fall last couple years, like Taco Fall was big. He wasn't that you know good at basketball. Zach Eady has touch. 
He 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 mm-hmm. is good at he's a good rebounder. He definitely can score in the paint. Um, oh, and when seventy percent in the paint, yeah, he, he's he's a he's a good player and he's solid too. At at, at seven five three hundred, you know, he's he's a, a a brick. So he's good in the I, post I, there. I like Sasha Stefanovic. I, that yeah. guy can shoot. The St- ball. Stefanovic, you, you always need the the European. Uh, you know, three point shooter. If you got him, then you got yourself, you know, a Ginobili, and then he can he can hit down the three. And then you have uh, Trevion Williams, which is a great story because he's been on Purdue for you know he's now a senior. It's his fourth year, and he was the star player last year before Jaden Ivey got going in the tournament. This was the star player. He averaged 16, 16 points. You know, he started at, at at the five for a lot of games for them. This year, he's coming off the bench. He's their sixth man. He's taking a step back. He's only averaging you know, 12 off the bench. But I think it's a, it's a good position for him because Edie's coming to his own and, and, and can play the five and can start and play more minutes. And when you have this guy who was once your best player coming off the bench, I mean, this team this team can can definitely win it all. They've got a really 100%. good team there. Uh, and and, and at th- those four, those four are the top for me right now. You have Kentucky, Houston, Arizona, Baylor, Duke, Kansas – Rounding out the top ten, I, I don't think so they're what, title contenders though. But but they oh, have good. I don't know. I, I they have good I think players Baylor, and good teams. I think Baylor, Duke, Arizona, and Kentucky and Kansas all have enough talent to get to the final four, and then you never know what's going to happen. Like, like Houston when you, is the interesting one to me. Mm-hmm. We saw them in person last week. Yeah, right, play UCF. This team it lost two of its best players for the year. Yep. And they are still as solid a basketball team as I have ever seen. Defensively, yeah. uh, moving the ball, they are coached by a phenomenal coach in Kelvin Sampson. They run unbelievable sets on offense. Their guy, uh, what was it, Edwards is their yeah. new superstar. Tyler Edwards is, is, is a, superstar. a great player. Their guy, uh, their center is fant- fantastic. He is a, mm. he's just as a, a strong as an ox. Yeah, this Carlton. team is going to make waves yeah so houston is is a big one for me because houston come pl- tournament time is going to destroy the 13 seeds the 12 yes. seeds they like 100%. that you can't score on houston it's incredibly hard they don't mm-hmm. give up any points i mean they they will not Nothing give easy. you Nothing. any easy points i i mean they they really just just don't allow uh, really, anything. I mean, we again, we watch them live. They 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 play. UCF scored forty nine points. Yeah, they, UCF averages they, like seventy something. They, they give. They don't give. If you if you can score sixty on Houston, you have a chance to win. But they don't give up sixty a lot. So that that's they, a hard thing. They to haven't. Do. They haven't given up sixty seven points since the fifth week of the season. Yeah, that's what the I'm saying. Game of the season. But here, like, but here's the problem with them. Nobody could score against them. Here's the problem with them. When they beat up on the 13 seeds and the eight seeds and the the six seeds, when they play Auburn, Gonzaga, UCLA, or or you know Purdue or these offensive teams, I just don't. I think there's a time at which it runs out and the defense wears out and the offense on the other team becomes so good. I don't think they have the offensive firepower without Sasser uh, to to really compete. So it, it's a good team. I, did I don't Baylor, think they, did Baylor's they, defense uh, falter in the in the playoff run last year. No, Baylor, Baylor's did not. But Baylor had several fantastic yes, players they that had could scores, score the ball. But but, but Houston they, doesn't have that. No, but they make a lot of their. Listen, when you keep a team down to 49, 50 points, you, you don't have to score that much to win. Yeah, I agree. But 
I'm saying when they play these top offenses that are going to score 60, regardless of your defense, then it becomes yeah. a little difficult. Um, I, but I'm but more, some, I'm, the, the yeah. one team that, that I'm most intrigued about is Duke. You know, I've only got to see them once mm-hmm. on TV, but obviously uh, Panchero is or Banchero is a top five pick in the draft next year. Yep. Right. And, you know, Wendell Moore is a phenomenal player. So they, they have a good starting five. This is a team that definitely, you know, I mean, from a from a defensive point of view, they block shots, they put a lot of pressure on you, and they just don't. My, my problem is whether or not they're going to score enough, you know, because they could go into some slumps that, that we've seen in some games. But this is a team that will be dangerous in the tournament. I I'm not a Duke lover this year. Uh, I'm just not. I, I think Banchero is incredible. He's a great player. Again, top five pick in in the draft this year. I just don't like anything else they have. I, I think Mark Williams is a good player. He's he's a, you know a big guy, a uh, big center that's been there uh, now for two years, and I like him and Banchero. But I don't I don't like anyone else. I, I think Wendell Moore is is overrated. Uh, I I have not loved really what I've seen from from him and Duke. I, I he, he's a he's a decent shooter. You know he he he'll make his threes, but but he he is not that efficient from from the two. You know he shoots. I think what under fifty percent from from mm-hmm. from the two. So I I just I don't love Duke this year. Um, I think they are very one player oriented. If Benchero doesn't show up, I think they struggle to find other guys to get points. Um, but but they're respectfully a top ten team. You know they they have gotten the job done. They've beaten good teams. Uh, so so I, I I like the fact that that their record is is better than what I actually thought they would be this year because of you know their weak you know season last year of missing the tournament for the first time in in god knows how long but but they're a good team i'm not i'm not particularly sold on them yet but in terms of you know when then there's two other teams i wanted to just bring up because mm -hmm. they are so led by strong upperclassmen that have been tournament tested and that and they're just having mediocre seasons but you just never know in the tournament and that's illinois and ohio state yeah I was going to get to with, Illinois too. I, yeah, with, I'm not a fan with, with, of Ohio State, but Illinois can definitely uh, do it. They they could do I, it last year. Uh, the team, team's bringing back five players, you know, that were have been in the tournament each of the last two years. So mm-hmm. they've got a lot of experience with you know Curbelo and and uh, Kofi Cockburn and you know and, and Granderson and Frazier. And this is a team that that could make a significant run if they would put their freaking crap together. Yeah, and Illinois kills me because Kofi Coburn is the best player in the country, and that dude is can go out and give you thirty any night. He can dominate any player. Mm-hmm. But we saw last year a team that I thought was going to win the tournament. And he gets shut down by. Remember that game against Loyola Chicago, where where Crutwig right. comes in and shuts Crutwig, him down. Who looked like who looked like he was like the security guard at the Seven Eleven. Yeah. So you so know? my my thing is, what happens when Illinois gets past the first round, the second round, and gets into some of these teams that have really dominant centers? I don't think they have anywhere to, especially without Dasumu. This year, I don't think that you can go to anyone else and ask them to give you twenty thirty that that Coburn would give you. Oh, I, I think, think have, Frazier. I think Frazier look, could. Give Frazier you and Corbello and Granderson, uh, like they're good players, good role players, good shooters. But but to to pick up Coburn slack on on a game, you know, if they were to fall into another sure. team with with a good center that that completely neutralizes him, I think it'd be tough. But I like their team. I love you know Coburn for sure. And Ohio State, well, I'm I'm not particularly sold on. 
I I I continue. I'm starting to like him a little more, but I continue to say I don't love EJ Liddell. Um, he's having a great season, putting up 20. Uh, he had a really good game against Purdue. Um, it's just look. But those I, are the teams that are going to cause havoc in the tournament. You know, the Michigan yeah. States, the Ohio States. Hundred percent. Yeah, these teams with culture that have been here before, and and they're the Ohio State has a team to do it. I mean, they have. They, you know, Kyle Young is is we saw him break out last year, and he's been you know really that that probably that team's captain there for for this year as well uh but not not entirely sold on on ohio state i can't wait for conference tournaments because then we really get to see you know that's when you definitely that's when you get to see for sure you know who's although it did it did screw up my 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 brackets last year because we watched that big 10 tournament remember we watched like every game oh yeah you know and we fell so in love with illinois that we thought there wasn't a team in the country that could beat them and they they exited so early. I was like, "Oh, rip up the damn bracket. <laughs> We're done." Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a shocker, you know. When when Loyola Chicago just completely shut them down in that. But you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the end of the season. We have a month left. Conference tournaments will start. Then March Madness. Uh, I'm just excited, you know. We I just wanted to talk about you know. As we're getting into the end of the season, how teams are looking. Maybe talk about a few like we did. Uh, but but as this you know as this tournament starts. Obviously, we'll break down the games as you know oh, okay. uh, when, when the brackets come out. But talking more about about these teams as we go into conference play. Uh, but but that was that was a lot of stuff. You know, we had to cover here. We uh, did. Super that was a, for for a Friday episode. Jeez, yeah. the Pro Bowl Sunday. Um, will you be tuning into that? Care. All no, right, not a chance. I won't even right. spend three seconds. I'm, watching. I'm taking the NFC. I'm taking the NFC. Would, do you want right. to take the AFC? No. <laughs> I don't. Even, I, I literally don't. I don't even care. All right. I, it, it, it's the worst of the it four is. sports all star games. Hey, I it have said this. Even be played. I have said it's, this it's before. Touch football. I would watch it if it was flag. Make it a flag football game. Make it seven on seven. I think so that would be more fun to watch. A hundred percent. This but, game, yeah, whatever they're doing, is completely yeah, it's bad. Worthless. Yep. And that's in Vegas too. So you'll have you'll have Vegas. Uh, you'll have the NHL All-Star Game Saturday. You'll have the, the uh, Pro Bowl Sunday. So a lot of stuff going on in Vegas. And the draft is in Vegas well. in and April. The, yeah, and so, Vegas is getting everything. Yeah, that they are. Um, we'll have the Super Bowl next week. We'll be previewing a lot of that. We have to uh, give you our winners um, for, for the big game. Also, we will prop be doing bets. our annual yeah. prop bets and, and picking um, some of those. I'm telling you this right now. Tails never fails. So if you're looking at it a coin does. toss right now. It's you know, the year tails. that... There, there was a year where the Cowboys beat the Buffalo Bills, and I did seven prop bets, and I won all seven. <laughs> wow! And it was the first, the first one was tails on the, yep. on the toss. Tails and never once, fails. Once man. tails came, I was like, you know, this might be a good day. And <laughs> we, we we won by like forty on, you know, it was just the best day of my life. It was awesome. All right, we'll see everybody next week uh, when we start talking about Super Bowl. Let's go.